Well, good morning all. Uh, my name is Nathan. I'm a member of the church here. Uh, as mentioned earlier, I'm glad to be here and have the privilege of preaching today, uh, not least because I get to preach um, on a wedding song. Uh, I understand we have a number of guests today who have been at a wedding recently, so I certainly hope that the images uh, that you saw over the weekend um, certainly ring true uh, as I read through today. Um, better still, this isn't just a wedding, it's a, it's a royal wedding. Um, so when I hear the words royal wedding, begs the question, where were you on April 29th, 2011, Kate and Wills? Were you um, a spectator at home, uh, watching on TV uh, with the many millions? Or, or maybe you made the voyage uh, to London to line the streets, uh, hoping to get a glimpse of uh, the carriage as it passed by. Maybe better still, you were a wedding guest. You got a chance to attend uh, and witness what was going on at the Abbey, we wish. Uh, better still, maybe you were the bride-to-be. Unfortunately, Kate couldn't be here this morning. Um, but regardless of where you were um, and what was going on, I wonder what you were thinking and what you were feeling as you watched on. Wedding stir, all manner of emotions. But I want to add a little twist to what we witnessed uh, 11 years ago this morning, or maybe point out a, a real possibility as a consequence of that union. Um, what if Will's dad, Charles, were to abdicate and to refuse to take the throne? Will's then is potential heir to the throne. We just celebrated his grandmother's 70th year reigning over our country, and we celebrated that a lot. And she had a, a positive Christian influence on us. Will gets to set uh, a tone and culture of his own. So as a nation watching on, as practicing Christians watching on, we will have a vested interest in that relationship and how it works out. Psalm 45, God's people, people have a similar situation. Um, they're promised a, a king by God. Some verses are going to come up on the screen. Genesis uh, chapter 17, verse 6. God's promise to Abraham was this, uh, one of the forefathers uh, of the faith. I will make you exceedingly fruitful. I will make nations of you. And kings will descend from you. Then later, uh, King David, known as a man after God's own heart. His reign, Israel's golden age. And then a promise is made um, by God in 2 Samuel chapter 7, again on the screen. I will raise up your offspring to succeed you, your own flesh and blood, and I will establish his kingdom. He is the one who will build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be his father, and he will be my son. So as we sing this psalm, we watch with them at this union, Psalm 45. What is this king going to be like? They have a vested interest. And the great thing is, after the struggles and the abandonment of, that we've seen over the previous psalms, we have good news. Verse 1, if you're following on, please open your Bible. Uh, psalm 45. I'll be mentioning the verses as I go along. Uh, verse 1, the writer's heart is stirred by a noble theme. Better put, 
It's bubbling over, it's flowing over. What on earth is he seeing? This individual, he's under no compulsion uh, to capture what he's seeing. There's no media pressure, no capture, no spin required, no snip or reshoot. There's no air spraying of photos, no. What he's seeing is raw beauty. Raw beauty. What is this beauty he's seeing? Well, we're going to look together now. Uh, and surprise, it's not the dress, and it's not even the bride. He's captured by the king. So, first point, beauty of his speech and character. Verse 2, he's referred to as the most excellent of men, more literally, beauty of beauties. So, this isn't uh, Love Island looks that we're talking about. Uh, no, that's not the beauty he sees. He's struck by, get this, the beauty of the king's speech. Verse 2, his lips are anointed with grace. This king speaks living and loving words. Looking at the line of David, uh, just trying to consider some of the examples that, that came and followed, some of the kings there. I have two, there are many more. Um, but let's look at David's son Solomon. He was famous for his wise words, wasn't he? But he was also famous for his failings as well, wine and women. No eternal throne established through him directly. But Manasseh, uh, this is the bottom of the barrel, uh, described as out uh, did the surrounding nations in evil, did every practice he ought not to have done, and misled the nation of Judah in doing the same. There are many more kings uh, that don't quite fit the bill, uh, and it leaves God's people waiting, singing this song, this psalm, in patient faith looking forward to when this king will come. And then, centuries later, the song manifests. Isaiah writes of this king in David's line, there was nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance, nothing to attract us to him. But Jesus, on his own words in John chapter 12, for I did not speak on my own, but the Father who sent me commanded me to say all that I have spoken. This king's words are beautiful because they become, they come direct from God the Father. No wonder when Jesus spoke, disciples followed at his word. When crowds poured out, they poured out to hear him teach. The sick begged, the sick begged for healing words. Demons fled. The dead raised and sin declared forgiven. This king speaks words of life and of love. His lips, verse 2, were anointed with grace. It's fitting uh, that this king is called the word at the beginning of John's gospel. No wonder the scribe is stirred as he hears him speak. He has beautiful speech. So, has this king spoken to you? If he has, and you've heard the beauty of his words, sing this psalm. But if not, keep on listening. Keep on listening today. Keep on listening tomorrow, and the days after that, and the weeks after that, and the months after that. And allow yourself to be enthralled by this king.
I've darted ahead a little bit. Um, I want to look uh, back at the psalm again. Uh, if you thought this uh, wedding was a little different with the attraction of the writer to the king and his speech, uh, then consider this, the beauty of his war. His war, verses uh, 4 and 5. Please, uh, again, look down. We use two military dress at, at a wedding. Most of the royal family uh, are normally decked out, aren't they? Uh, but to celebrate and sing of war can seem a little inappropriate, can't it? At least to our eyes, anyway. But I want us to uh, consider this a little more looking backwards. It does make a bit more sense when we consider Israel's position. So throughout their history, God's people were subject to military conquest. They were getting it from all sides. Their king was their military leader. So when we look at this king of Psalm 45, it's of enormous importance, especially when the enemy comes knocking. How encouraging it must be then to hear those words in verses 4 and 5. Their king riding victoriously. His cause, truth, humility, and justice. Their king achieving awesome deeds and his enemies under his feet. I wonder how people would respond that back then when they hear those words. When that king is standing on his throne. Imagine being, having that as your leader. Come on then. You want your enemies to actually bring it on. I'm looking at this, and I, it's almost like the wedding song and the first dance have turned into an all-blacks hacker rather than necessarily a proper dance in and of itself. There's a real courage that follows when you see your leading king in that way. So now, what about you? What's knocking at your door? What are you going through? And how does your king stack up to what you're seeing? Now all of us, I want us to see, see King Jesus. His battle isn't to defend land and resource. He owns it all anyway. His battleground are the places of his temptation, the desert and the garden. And his battle cry in this fight is not my will, but yours. It's no easy victory. But Victor Jesus was as he disarmed the powers and authorities and made a public spectacle of them on the cross. His enemy beneath his feet. And there raised up, verse 4 of our song, truth, humility, and justice. Proof of his victory, resurrection. And Jesus then ascended and beautifully enthroned. So, are you under fire? Is the enemy prowling? You have concerns over your mind and your body? Doubting your self-worth? Struggling because Christ isn't honored in your home, in your family, or your workplace? 
Look up at your victor and be assured, your king and bridegroom risen and reigning over you. And that's where I want to take us. Look at verses 6 and 9. His reign, the beauty of his reign. I want to dive straight into those verses 6 and 9. He rules with justice. He loves what is right and hates what is wrong. And look at this. This person has no greater joy. No one is more content than this individual. So it's right that this king of Psalm 45, when we're looking, it's right that verse 8, look at, look at verse 8, it's right that his reign drips with the finest and the fattest of riches. There's the location, the clothes, and all the scents. It's supposed to be rich and fat. I want to take two things from uh, 6 and 9, verses 6 and 9. Firstly, it's right to expect the highest of standards from those that rule over us, especially in the house of God. And the song reminds the king of who he is and what he is called to do. And secondly, I want to stop. I want us all to wonder, what would it be like to live under Jesus' rule? We are living under it, but let's ponder it. To see just treatment, all of us saved, washed, marked, equipped, gifted, strengthened, convicted by the same spirit. To witness the hatred of evil, Jesus' hatred of evil. To watch Jesus flip tables as the place of prayer for outsiders is blocked by traders. To see Jesus' hatred of sin and death that drive him to the cross. And then, later in Revelation, throwing Satan into a pit to cause no more sin and suffering. Jesus has a beautiful hatred of evil. And then this same king, feeding the poor, healing the sick, strengthening the weak, the love of the good in him, how much he embraces the good and loves the good. And then watching him Embrace a life of joyful obedience and having God the Father say over him, this is my son, with him I am well pleased. So, consider this king. Are you letting him reign over you? If not, let this bridegroom win you over. Let him speak to you. Hear his beautiful words. Look at his beautiful warfare. No wonder verses at 6 and 7 that we've just referred to are used in, uh, later on in the New Testament in a book called Hebrews to show the full divinity of Jesus. Under his divine kingship, we see the one true king in the flesh. No one better before or after him. What a sovereign we have to reign over us. Some final comments. I have two very short comments to make, uh, and then we'll uh, head on. So uh, first and foremost, the bride's sacrifice, verses 10 and 11, uh, and then the bride's procession, uh, verses 13 and 15, and these will be short points. So the bride's sacrifice, please take a look at verse 10 and 11. 
what would you be prepared to leave behind to follow uh, this king we've been looking at this morning, this beautiful king? At least that's the question that flows from verse 10. Now, it probably doesn't take much to picture the well-meaning family members at a wedding. Uh, Maybe you've experienced it, maybe you've even seen it and heard it. Uh, It's that guest that tells you or or, or your partner or the people that you can see how good they've got it in this wedding and in this union. And that's precisely what is happening, by the way, in verses 10 and 11. To say to someone, forget your people and your father's house. It's encouraging. You say, you've got it good. You don't need to worry about what you're leaving behind. But first and foremost, it's no small thing. Change is no difficult. Uh, Change is a difficult thing, sorry. Um, But the loss of security of leaving your home, leaving behind certain family members and friends, and a big change of culture is enormous. And I hope that nothing I say this morning belittles any of those things if you've been going through them. But as we've seen, this king is worth it. There are times that the bride will be left confused. There are times when knowing the path ahead, she doesn't know. But what she does know is that he has shown himself the most excellent of men, the beauty of beauties. And he won't let her struggle or fall needlessly. So whatever you're holding on to this morning, I beg you, lay it down. These words beg you, lay it down. Seek to please him. You've got it good. You've got it good. Look at the bride's devotion and look at what it brings to her, the rewards that come. You've got it good. The picture here is worldly wealth, of course. But to believe, to be found in Christ, leaves you with lasting riches that you cannot find anywhere else. That is certainly something that we can sing about from this psalm. So maybe you're not a Christian this morning, maybe you don't believe. It's understandable, we're all looking for something or someone to throw our time, our energy and our devotions into. And our plea to you this morning as followers of Jesus Christ is this. We have found the one that is worthy of all your time, your energy and everything that you have. It's this king of Psalm 45. It's Jesus Christ. So let's finish. We've looked at the bride's sacrifice. Now let's look at the bride's procession, verses 13 and 15. I just want you to note one thing from all of these verses. There's a lot in there, but one thing. She starts in her chamber, her bedroom in her parents' household, and she ends up entering into the king's palace. She ends up in Christ. Now I really, really don't like the J word that they use in programs like America's Got Talent or or Britain's Got Talent. And that J word is journey. I I really don't like it. I don't know why. just don't like it. But on this occasion, what a joy-filled journey it is. Look at what's going on here. Verse 13, and you finally get to see it. It is the dress. There you go. Gloriously dressed, embroidered, interwoven with gold. And she's surrounded by companions as she heads from her own bedroom, her own household, into the king's chamber. No wonder she's led in joy and gladness. So Christian, this journey is yours. 
one experienced also by people of all generations all over the world as they come to know and love this King Jesus. So if you've been uh, spectating at this wedding, there's a greater offer on the table. And guess what? It's not even as a guest. The offer is a proposal. And the answer is yes. Christian, his bride, here we are, reminding one another week by week on that journey, hearing his beautiful words, won by his beautiful war, under his beautiful reign. So let's make it our joy to please him. He is worthy of our praise forever and ever. Jesus Christ, what a bridegroom, what a king. Let's pray. Revelation 19, verses 6 and 8. Then I heard what seemed to be the voice of a great multitude, like the roar of many waters and like the sound of mighty peals of thunder, crying out, Hallelujah, for the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and exult and give him the glory. For the marriage of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. It was granted her to clothe herself with fine linen, bright and pure. Father Almighty, we praise you and thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you uh, for this psalm uh, that helps us uh, see him uh, again uh, in a different way. Um, thank you so much um, that uh, we, have, we don't have to wait, in a sense, to know who this king is. We know him. It's Jesus. We praise you and thank you for the life that he lived, that we have so much to read and to see about uh, in the New Testament. And I praise you and thank you uh, again for these words. We ask you to help us to continue to be enthralled by him, uh, to see his beauty, uh, and to appreciate all the wonderful things uh, that he's achieved for us that know him. And we pray for those that um, are, are seeking uh, that you would open their eyes and their hearts to hear and see him uh, and appreciate that beauty again and choose uh, to follow him and enter the king's palace. Amen.